And welcome to Simon Field on the campus of D.C. Everest Senior High School. I'm Chris Conley, getting ready for D.C. Everest baseball against Wisconsin Rapids. The Evergreens are on the air. What a weird weather day. And I think during the afternoon, I'm not sure if we broke 90, but boy, we got close to it. And then here at the Simon Field Complex, it rained for probably about 10 or 15 minutes, but it rained hard. I mean, over at my regular office in Warsaw, we had a light rain for about five or ten minutes and then it shut off. But this field was muddy earlier this afternoon. Greg Langman, Dave Langman, Colton Schilling, Josh Nielsen spread a lot of the, it's not diamond dry anymore, it's a different brand, it's true turf. But we spread like a whole season's worth to get the infield dried out. And actually the field is in good shape. It was kind of a muggy late afternoon, and right now we have a few clouds overhead, and the cloud cover that we have has actually cooled things off. We are starting about an hour late, but that's just how long it took to get the field into shape. And there'll be no JV game today. The field up at the junior high school and over at Kennedy Park not playable from the rain that we had earlier today. So the Evergreens and Wisconsin Rapids will each have a deep bench. These teams played 11 innings two days ago. Chris Wiesman was the Evergreens hero, an RBI single in the top of the 11th. Kyler Soppy worked five innings of relief. The Evergreens beat Wisconsin Rapids 2-1. to one. And if the Evergreens can follow that up with a win today, they will move ahead of Rapids in the Valley Conference standings. Evergreens come in at 4-2. and two. Rapids is 5-2, and two, and the Evergreens will send their best pitcher, Nate Langbin, to the mound. You know, one of the things that you like about the uh, Evergreens' chances here is that we beat their best pitcher on Tuesday. Jordan Tibbetts was Rapids' number one. He started two days ago. He didn't take a decision in that game, but again, the Evergreens have already had Rapids' best thrown at them, so that should be an advantage for Everest. Because of the cloud cover, the wind is kind of turned around. The wind is now blowing out about 10 to 15 miles per hour. Managers and umpires are gathering at home plate right now. I remember from my Little League umpiring days, on hot days like this, you want the other guy to work the plate. You're happy to be out in the infield when it's hot and humid and sticky like it is here. Meanwhile, this home plate conference will get over in just a moment. Neither team taking infield. Both teams have spent some time in the batting cages. Rapids got back on their bus after hearing that we'd be delayed for about an hour. I think they went and got dinner somewhere. I think they either swung by one of the quick trips or McDonald's or Burger King. Our Burger King just down the road, I think they would explode if a group of 25 kids went in there. That would be a... Um, challenge for the crew that's available and on hand to serve. So hopefully Rapids is belly full and a little slow for today's game. Evergreens made the fateful mistake of choosing their black uniforms today. That's the wrong choice. Green numerals and gold trim. Rapids wears their white with the red pinstripes, red numerals and red sleeves. In fact, these are the same uniforms that they wore when we were up there. The Rapids baseball complex is beautiful. And we kind of noted that it held the heat. I mean, the heat comes right off the artificial turf, the plastic carpet. And then as we got into the later parts of the afternoon and then into the evening, 
it became kind of a comfortable day over at Rapids. I think that's what's going to happen here, too. Clouds are covering up the sun right now, so the temperature has gone down a little bit, and I think we're going to be in good condition for baseball today. At least the clouds that are overhead now, um, they're dark, but they don't look like they're going to give us rain, and uh, we'll need to keep things that way. Let's introduce you to the starting lineups and the batting orders. For Wisconsin Rapids, our visiting team, they're 11-5 and five overall this season. Brennan Huber will play left field and will bat first. Cole Laddick is in right field. He'll bat second. The pitcher will be Braden Lewis. He'll hit for himself third. Caden Sengbush, strong defensive shortstop, will bat fourth. Ashton Potter is the third baseman, fifth. Austin Juneman's in center field, sixth. Brian Olds will be the DH, and he will hit for the first baseman, Zach Schaefer. Olds will bat seventh. Catcher Cannon Plowman will hit eighth. Carson Gunderson's the second baseman batting ninth. For the Rapids Red Raiders, Huber, Laddick, Lewis, Sengbrush, Potter, Juneman, Olds, Plowman, and Gunderson. The Evergreens send Nate Langbin to the mound. Langbin will not hit as the pitcher today. He'll be DH4 by Brock Babish. Here's the Evergreens starting lineup. Kyler Soppy keeps the average above 400 will lead off and play second base. Noah Shimalewski will start at first base. He'll bat second. Hayden Davidowski is in right field third. Brock Babish will hit fourth and will DH for Nate Langman. Left fielder Mitch Danielski will hit fifth. The hero on Tuesday night, Chris Wiesman, plays shortstop today and bats sixth. Wyatt Miles at third base seventh. Catcher Nick Cotter will hit eighth and Preston Miller's in center field ninth. For the homestanding Evergreens, seven up and five down this season. Soppy, Shimalewski, Davidowski, Babish, Danielski, Wiesman, Miles, Cotter, and Miller. All right, starting lineups have been announced to the crowd here at Simon Field. Let's go out to field level for the national anthem. All right, we will push fluids and stay hydrated for today's game. Lights just came on before our national anthem, and we're just about ready for baseball. Again, we're going to start about an hour late. That's how long it took to get our field into condition for baseball today. I'm Chris Conley. Glad you are here. Again, Rapids and Everest put on quite a show on Tuesday. 
Let's see if this game lives up to expectations. Again, Rapid sinks in the standings. They fall from second to third place if they lose today. And the Evergreens, you know, they have one more game left against Spash. That is on May 20th. And the Evergreens need a win today, a couple of wins against Merrill next week. The Spash game is a week from tomorrow, eight days away. If the Evergreens can post two or three wins, they will have played themselves into a meaningful game when they play Spash a week from Friday. And I think the Evergreens have an advantage here. Nate Langbins our number one. He's taking his warm-up tosses right now. And we saw Rapids number one on Tuesday and came home with a happy bus ride and a victory. Here's the defense behind the sophomore right-hander. Mitch Danielski is in left. Preston Miller is in center. Hayden Davidowski is in right. Everest infield. Wyatt Miles over at third. Wyatt played some second base in the later innings and was sure gloved for the Evergreens to make that one-run lead stand up in the 11th. There's Chris Wiesman at shortstop. Kyler Sapi's the second baseman. Noah Shimaluski at first. Nick Cotter is catching. And Nate Langbin's getting ready to go. Langbin for the season has made three starts in conference play. Has a win and a loss and a no decision. The infield and outfield will play soft today. They've taken a lot of water. Meanwhile, the infield dirt area has just about dried out because of how humid it is. And just as we're getting ready for first pitch, sunshine begins to break through the clouds overhead. Here we go. Brennan Huber, right-handed bat to lead off for Wisconsin Rapids, ready for Thursday baseball. Evergreens have a non-conference game scheduled tomorrow. Lakeland Thunderbirds come visiting. So if you're not here, we should be ready to go at 5 o'clock on Friday. And the Evergreens have the weekend off. Here we are, ready for baseball. Nate Langbin has his sign. First pitch of the afternoon and early evening is fouled off down the third baseline. Strike one. Again, Nate Langman, above average fastball. And the difference from his freshman to his sophomore year is that Nate's got a good curve that he's been able to spot. 0-1, coming home. Just out now called on the outside corner, strike two. Blue hesitated for a moment. That looked like a pretty good pitch, and our home plate umpire agreed. No balls and two strikes. Wyatt Miles gave the Evergreen six good innings to start on Tuesday. No decision in that game. That's just outside. Wyatt struck out seven, walked one, allowed just one run. It was not earned in six innings of work. I thought that was Wyatt Miles' best outing of the game and was chatting with him before the game. Wyatt agrees. Nate's one-two pitch curve is jaws fouled off, fouled off his foot. Huber's doing the hat dance in the batter's box and now straightens up and is ready to go. And now the sun disappears behind the clouds, at least for a few moments, which is nice. It's not in our eyes here at the Simon Field press box. A ball and two strikes. And this is hit on a line, one hopped by the shortstop. Wiesman throws him out. That's a nice defensive play. Wiesman on the backhand side. That ball got out to him quickly. He was sure gloved, and there's the first out for the Evergreens. Cole Laddick to hit now. Yeah, that ball hit off the grass part of the infield 
and the infield from the rain that it took earlier today. I mean, for 10 minutes, that was a pretty heavy gully washer that we had here. Curve is a little bit high to start Cole Laddick off. That's ball one. Wind was blowing from right to left and now is blowing straight out. This has popped up first base side. Is there a play near the Rapids dugout? No, sir. Ball and a strike. Again, runs are hard to come by when Nate Langbin pitches. I thought Langbin's worst outing was the road game against Walsall West. But you know what? <laughs> I mean, it was a 4-3 to three ball game. Just walked a few more than usual. Curve there stays just outside. Two balls and one strike. Our home plate umpire is kind of slow and deliberate at indicating strikes, so we'll have to pause for just a moment, make sure that we're on the same page as Blue. Popped up first base side, foul territory. That's out of play. Two balls and two strikes. Evergreens have conference games after this one against Wisconsin Rapids. Merrill next week. Makeup game next Friday on the road against Spash. And then Marshfield the week after that, home and away. And that will complete the Evergreens conference season. 2 2 pitch. This is well hit to left field. And it's carrying two. It is into the gap. Extra bases. Yeah, that was well hit and hit in between. It's a stand up double for Cole Laddick with one out. Rapids did not have the lead at all when these teams played on Tuesday. I think they'd love to write a different script this time, and Cole Laddick has a one-out double. Here comes Braden Lewis, the opposing pitcher. Chance to get himself a run batted in. Left-handed batter. Evergreens play in at first and third against the lefty. Play the shortstop and second baseman at regular depth. Langbin's pitch, a little bit low, ball one. Both of these teams on Tuesday, boy, in extra innings, there were so many scoring opportunities in a game that was tied 1-1 from forever. Rapids tied the ball game at 1-1 in the fourth. So he went through the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth with no runs being scored from either team. Just off the outside corner, two balls, no strikes. Rapids had a two-out triple in the 10th, couldn't cash it in. In the 9th, Rapids had met at second and third with one out, couldn't score. Evergreens had a man over at third base in one of the extra innings and also had second and third, could not cash them until Chris Wiesman delivered that game-winning hit in the 11th. Swing and a miss, there's a strike. And of course, the run that came around to score, Rapids played great defense. But there was one error in that 11th, a throwing error from the pitcher. Put that runner aboard, came all the way around, and that sunk Rapids. And Rapids, particularly on the infield, made a lot of good defensive plays. What should have been a routine throw over to first from the pitcher was wild, and it set up the Evergreens for victory. Curveball, wow, close, but just off the outside corner. Three and one. We are just underway. About an hour late, top of the first inning. Rapids has one out and a man at second base. And a 3-1 pitch coming to Lewis. Misses inside. So this is kind of an uncharacteristic first inning here for Nate Langbin. 
a double, and a walk. And Caden Sengbush to hit. Courtesy runner, too, for the opposing pitcher. Out of the dugout comes Jacob Van Ert. Evergreens have a force at any base, have double play possibilities. Sengbush, the opposing shortstop, he's going to bat now. Had several nice plays in the infield. Flashy glove on that flashy turf field over at Rapids. Coming home, curve is up high. Now, of course, Nate Langman just kind of sat around for an extra hour. That's one of the things that pitchers have to adjust to here. And again, Langbin's control, just the you know, first three batters, first four batters that he's faced, seems a little bit off right now. Looking to find his sea legs as we go through the game. 1-0 pitch. Hit on the ground to short. Wiesman steps on the bag, throws over. Double play to end the inning. Chris Wiesman took to the bag himself. And there is the second and third outs on a single swing of the bat. Rapids gets a double, does not score. Go to the bottom of the first inning, Rapids zero. The Evergreens are coming up on 93-9, the game. You know, so far this season, and we're here at the halfway point of the baseball year, the Evergreens have struggled to hit left-handed pitching. And they've got a lefty, Brandon Lewis, warming up right now for Wisconsin Rapids. Here's the defense behind Brandon. That's Brennan, Huber in left. Austin Juman's the center fielder, and Cole Laddick is in right. The Red Raiders infield, Ashton Potter's at third base. Caton Sengbush is the shortstop. Carson Gunderson's at second. Zach Schaefer is playing first. Cannon Plowman catches. Brayden Lewis is just about done with his warm-up tosses, then we'll be ready for the bottom of the first. Kyler Sapi, Noah Shimaluski, and Hayden Davidowski try and get the Evergreens going. And again, Rapids must feel a little like their half of the first inning is kind of a continuation from Tuesday night. Rapids left seven men on base Tuesday and six of them. Mm, we're in scoring position. Game where they managed only one run and five hits in 11 innings of baseball. So Evers' pitching was stingy on Tuesday. Here's Kyler Sapi. Sapi was the winning pitcher in that game, worked five innings of relief. That's what it looks like when you go into 11-inning ballgames. Yes, Sapi on the mound on Tuesday was spectacular. Gave up only one hit and was not scored on in his five innings of relief. Yeah, he's the Evergreens MVP right now. He steps in hitting 405, best average on the team, and 15 hits. Had two more hits Tuesday. Takes the first pitch, strike one. Right at the knees. Sapi was the only player in the ballgame with multiple hits on Tuesday. That's a little bit high, one ball and one strike. 
Soppy looking to get us going here in the first. Curve fouls that one off, one and two. Yeah, Soppy is 15 hits to lead the team. 15 of 37 for the season. Steps out for a moment here, ready to go now. A ball and two strikes. Curve, inside-out swing and popped up down the first baseline. This is going to fall harmlessly into foul ground. Didn't have enough hang time for the right fielder Cole Laddick to come over and make a play on it. We'll keep that baseball in play. Thrown back in by first baseman Zach Schaefer and over to the pitcher. Yeah, only in high school baseball. Minor leagues, pros, high school, new baseball comes in after it's fouled off. With the green scuff marks coming home at a ball and two strikes, swing and a miss. Kyler Soppy has struck out for the first out here in the first. Here's Noah Shemalewski. Number 12, Noah Shemalewski. You know, Noah is still just one for four this season. So it seems like he's played more than that and should have more at-bats. I'll tell you that Noah has been hit by pitches a couple of times and has worked out a couple of walks. So it seems like every game that he plays in, he still manages to get on base, even though he has very few official at-bats. First pitch is a strike on the outside corner. Lefty to lefty here. A little bit outside, one and one. Winds died down since we first started, but it is still blowing out. Curve breaks in for strike two. Tough pitch for a lefty to look at. Looks like it's coming right in at your front hip and then breaks back over the plate. Noah's down in the count, a ball and two strikes. Curve there, trying to get him to swing at it. He lays off a pitch that winds up low, two and two. Yeah, Noah's a big kid, and somehow, again, it always seems like he winds up on base. Fouls that one back. We stay at two balls and two strikes. Noah's a junior. Playing time's going to go way up next year. Splitting time at first base in many games with Caden Kreitlow. That one's fouled back, too. Two balls and two strikes. Yeah, neither one of the platoon at first base has really gotten the bat going. Caden's also kind of struggled. They're both left-handed batters. That curve is down low, three balls and two strikes. So let's see if starting pitcher Braden Lewis loses Shimalewski here. Got to protect with a full count. Shorten up and put this ball in play if it's a strike, and he lost him. It's up high, and the Evergreens have a base runner. Yeah, that is typical of how Noah Shimalewski's season has gone. Here's Hayden Davidowski. The Evergreens had only two RBI in the Tuesday game, and Hayden had one of them. The Evergreens got that run in the first inning on Tuesday and then did not score again until the 11th. So that was something weird about the earlier meeting between these two teams. First pitch, first ball swinging. It's popped up and up on the roof of our press box for strike one. And as we were warned... Thank you, sir. You know, if we were doing this game, say, in the 1920s by telegraph, you know, we would have sound effects for hits and things like that, too. But the two clappers, the pieces of wood, swing, and that's fouled off. No balls and two strikes. Wisconsin Rapids, as we were warned, advised, right, advised, 
did indeed charge admission to fans who arrived at their new baseball complex. I have another activity over at Walsall West coming up this weekend. I'm not sure how I feel about this. 0-2 pitch just a little high, and Hayden Davidowski will see another in a ball and two strikes. The Walsall West pop concert is this weekend. Now, Rapids charged five bucks for their baseball game. So where does Walsall West get off charging $13 for me to see my own kids perform? I'm not sure about that. I was joking with it at dinner with my children. I said, are there $13 songs in this performance? And they said, yes, yes, Dad, there are. Ball and two strikes. I'd complained to Mr. Miller, their athletic director, but, but he's leaving at the end of the school year. <laughs> Down low, bounces in front of home plate and sliding into second base safe is Noah Shimaluski. So it's two and two to Davidowski. Shimaluski on a wild pitch will move into second base. Here at Simon Field, just bring your lawn chair and walk right up and enjoy baseball gratis. Up and in, three balls and two strikes. Of course, we would appreciate if you would patronize the concession stand. Runner on second, Davidowski has worked the count full with one out. Three, two, pitch. Grounded to the right side. First baseman's got it. Going to take it himself to the bag. There's the second out. And the runner, Shimaluski, moves over to third. So a ground out. That advances the runner for Brock Babish, who's in an RBI spot now for the Evergreens. Brock is 11 of 33, 333 for the season. I said this before during the Rapids game. I sure hope that we get to see Brock Babish pitch again in his senior year. Last couple of games, he's been over with the athletic trainer, and they've been looking at his throwing arm. Inside-out swing. It's Colton Schilling. First base coach, pretty solid, handle that on one hop. So, I mean, you know, if it's your throwing arm and it's something like your elbow or something like that, I mean, you just don't know. I think Brock would probably like the opportunity to pitch either for American Legion or for college afterwards. It's one ball and one strike, and you don't really know the extent of the injury. It's not like the NFL or Major League Baseball where an injury report is put out. I mean, he's a high school kid. 1-1 one, one pitch with a runner at third. Fly ball into right center field. Going back a couple of steps, it's playable. And Cole Laddick makes the catch. The Evergreens leave a man at third base and do not score. One inning complete. Everest nothing. Rapids nothing on 93-9 the game. of the second is on. See if Nate Langbin can improve on his first inning. You know, 
when Langbin finally recorded that third out and came over to the dugout, Coach Dave Langbin was waiting for him before he even got into the dugout. They had kind of a long conversation before Nate made his way back to the bench. So whatever it was, there was a message from coach and uncle to sophomore righty Nate Langbin. He'll face five, six, and seven in the Rapids batting order. Ashton Potter, Austin Juneman, and Brian Olds. Warm-ups completed and ready for baseball here in the second inning. Rapids had a double, couldn't move the man beyond second base. Evergreen to the walk. Able to move the runner over to third, but couldn't cash him in. So here we are, 0-0. Ashton Potter hits from the left side. He had Rapids only run batted in. Pitches inside, ball one. Yeah, one of the things that I thought was impressive about Rapids, good defensive team, and they seem very comfortable playing on the artificial turf. A ball and no strikes. Late kick from Langman. Inside-out swing to left center field. Long run, reaching out. Mitch Danielski's got it. Nice play there in left from Mitch. You know what? He made it easier on himself because he read it the right way coming off the bat. Was going to have to take two or three steps over, and that first step, he was going in the right direction before the ball got out to him. So a line out for Ashton Potter, and there's one down. Here's Austin Juneman. Juneman, rapid center fielder, had a sliding catch in the outfield on Tuesday. Curve stays way up high, ball one. And the Evergreens play Lakeland. It's always nice to have Lakeland come down, but that's a game that doesn't mean anything for standings or for seating, really. And then the Merrill Blue Jays, above 500 overall, swing and a miss. Merrill will play here on Tuesday, and then we'll be up at their place next Thursday. Ball and a strike now to Austin Juneman. Yeah, uh, as I understand it, Merrill has one good pitcher, so the Evergreens are going to have to deal with that. Checked his swing, did not go at a pitch that's down low. Two balls and a strike. And now the Evergreens are going to have to be careful about how they use Nate Langman. They probably want him to make his next start against Spash on Friday. So that means maybe the Merrill Blue Jays don't see Nate Langman swing and a miss. I don't know, maybe Nate could pitch but on a limited pitch count on Tuesday, but wouldn't be able to go late in the game. Two balls and two strikes to Juneman with one out and nobody on. Stays up high, and the count is full. Yeah, I'm sure the Evergreens want to set up their pitching so that Nate Langbin pitches and can throw his full 100 next Friday. It's eight days from now against Smash. Does that mean you use him on Tuesday, maybe? There's call strike three. Austin Juneman was not sure if he was going to be awarded first base or if he'd be sent back to the dugout. It's the latter and not the former. Two up and two down here in the second. Ryan and you know what? The Evergreens, maybe the pitching decisions are not that critical against Merrill because Wyatt Miles was fabulous when he pitched on Tuesday. So Wyatt's asserting himself in his senior year. Soppy looked good for the Evergreens, though he was on in relief. That's ball one inside. And Josh Hopkins, when he last pitched, Hopkins got his first varsity win and was good enough that you'd run him out there again, too. So new pitchers are emerging for the Evergreens just when you'd want them in the middle part of the season. Up high, two balls and no strikes. Again, Langman's just thrown more balls early in this game than he normally does. 
Still looking for him to find his groove. Two balls, no strikes. That's away, 3-0. It's the number seven spot in the Rapids batting order. Brian Olds did not get an official at bat Tuesday. Ahead in the count, 3-0. Automatic take. Strike one. You know, with that little bit of cloud cover, it's kind of turned down the humidity. It's become a more comfortable afternoon. Swing and a miss. Strike two. So Nate Langman has battled back to a full count. Bidding for a three-up, three-down second. Leg kick and coming home. Swing and it's popped up. Shallow left field coming in and making the catch is Danielski. That is a three-up, three-down inning. Going to go to the bottom of the second. There's no score between D.C. Everest and Wisconsin Rapids. the bottom of the second we go, Mitch Danielski, Chris Wiesman, and Wyatt Miles. Danielski is normally number 25, but when the Evergreens wear their blacks like they are today, he's number 45. Danielski ready to bat for the Evergreens. Danielski for the season, 250. Six hits in 24 plate appearances. And again, he's got to solve the mystery of the lefty here. When we came back on Tuesday from Wisconsin Rapids, we didn't get back until around 9.30. Track meet was just finishing up. It was my first time traveling on the team bus. Big difference between the coach bus and the big yellow taxi. And after a two-to-one win, behavior on the bus was about what you'd expect. Foul back, 0-1. Righty to uh, lefty to righty here. 0-1 pitch. Hit on a line and through the left side. There's Mitch Danielski with a hit. And the Evergreens have a leadoff base runner here in the second. No doubt about that one. Smacked with authority to the right of shortstop Cade Singbush and into left field. Here's Chris Wiesman. All right, when Wiesman came up to bat in the 11th, there was nobody out, runners on first and second, and I'm saying on the broadcast, Coach Langman's got a bunt here, got a sacrifice. And, of course, if he played it the Conley way, we might still be playing baseball. We might have gone into a 24th or 25th inning. Runners going here, pitches high, stolen base. Instead, Dave Langbin let Chris Wiesman hit, and he delivered with an RBI single. Gave the Evergreens the 2-1 to one win. 
at a ball and no strikes. Wiesman's in the RBI spot here with a man at second base. Lewis comes set, pitches outside. Double check, are we at one and one or two and oh here? One and one to Chris Wiesman. Big hole to the right side if Chris can punch it through. Swing and a miss there. Wiesman on the season with the big knock in the 11th is 7 of 33. Yeah, Chris usually comes up there and makes sure he gets his swings. He gets his money's worth. 1-2 pitch. This is hit on the ground. A slow roller to short. Runner holds. The throw's a little bit high, but coming down on the bag is Zach Schaefer. Wiesman grounds out. The runner does not advance from second base. Here's Wyatt Miles. Wyatt Miles. Wyatt was DH'd for on Tuesday. 7 of 30 for the season. But again, Wyatt's pitching. First six innings, one run ball was outstanding. Lefty to lefty in this spot. Up high, almost hit him, ball one. It was hot and uncomfortably humid earlier today. It's cooled down a little bit. The evening, I don't know, it still feels more like summer than spring today, but it's comfortable. It's a little bit low. Two balls, no strikes. Danielski at second, one out in a scoreless game. Hitter's spot here bounced off the plate to the second baseman. The runner's going to advance. Carson Gunderson has thrown out Wyatt Miles. Mitch Danielski moves from second to third on the ground out. Catcher, number seven. Here's Nick Cotter. Nick Cotter. Cotter did not hit safely. And for the season is two of 30. Just by comparison with how tough things have been in the first half of the season, Nick Cotter is going to hit better in the second half of the season. He just is. Takes strike one. Of course, we keep running Cotter out there in the starting lineup because he's the Evergreen's best catcher, and he's a good defensive catcher. So earns his playing time in other ways. 0-1 oh, pitch. That's outside. 1-1. One, one. And you know what? Cotter, I mean, he's been banged around a lot of the field. Hasn't been hitting much. That's up high. Two balls and one strike. And it, you see Cotter before the game. He's always smiling, always loose. Doesn't look like he's a frustrated player at all. Looks like someone who's actually enjoying his senior year, which is still nice to see. Cap and gown time. What? Not all that far away. Cotter takes down low. Three balls and a strike. On the one hand, this is a hitter's spot. You'd like to see Cotter have a chance to drive the ball. Or he could take a pitch here and see if he gets a walk. Nope. He is swinging away, and he fouls it back. Three and two. Two outs and a man on third. Cotter steps in, ready to go. And this is a sinking ball to left field, and Nick Cotter's got himself a hit, and the Evergreens have themselves a run. 
kind of funny that Nick Cotter during this slump has hit harder and better hit outs. And that's kind of off the handle and just kind of drops into shallow left field. one nothing Evergreens on Nick Cotter's RBI. And the Evergreens will bring up Preston Miller. Yeah, that is funny, too. I mean, Nick Cotter has had line drive outs at the shortstop and second baseman have taken away from him during this slump. And there's that, not particularly well hit, gets himself to first base, gets the Evergreens a one nothing lead. Here's Preston Miller. Miller, 5 of 27, throw over to first, and the runner's going to be caught in a pickle. And Nick Cotter is tagged out. That will bring the inning to a close. But the Evergreens get two hits and bring a run in. Two innings complete, D.C. Everest one, Wisconsin Rapids nothing on 93-9 the game. One run, two hits, no errors, and no one left at the end of two. D.C. Everest one, Wisconsin Rapids In between innings, I'm looking over at my weather app. Unofficially, we reached a high of 93. I'm not sure if that's really for Warsaw or Weston. I think the official temperature is taken over at the airport in Mosinee. Maybe on the tarmac, where today, I mean, you could probably fry an egg. You cook the filet mignon, medium, medium well, I think. Sunshine's coming through the cloud cover now. The Evergreens have a one nothing lead as we go to the top of the third. I'm Chris Conley, 8-9-1 and one in the Rapids batting order to hit. Here's Cannon Plowman. Cannon catched on Tuesday. He's catching again today. And I've said, yes, if I was going to name someone a catcher, you'd want their name to be Cannon, right? Evergreens ran on him on Tuesday, stole three bases. First pitch from Nate Langbin is up high, ball one. Thursday afternoon baseball with a game here at Simon Field on Friday. Not this weekend, but next weekend, the Mark Simon Memorial. Appleton North and Eau Claire Memorial will be coming calling and will get underway Saturday at 10 a.m. Tying away two balls and no strikes. So we've got you tied up for the, uh, for the whole weekend on Saturday, right? It's inside, three balls and no strikes. I'm glad that I can get the two games in on Saturday because then Sunday I've got a special trip down to Milwaukee. It is my oldest daughter's graduation day at Marquette. That's high and away in a four-pitch walk to Cannon Plowman. So she'll be leaving the Marquette School of Engineering with honors and a five-year graduate degree. Courtesy runners coming out here. That courtesy runner will be nice enough to turn his back towards us and show us his number. No, he won't. 
Here's Carson Gunderson, left-handed batter, to come in. Take his turn with a leadoff man aboard in the top of the third inning. Pretty good lead at first base, and they're holding him on. Wyatt Miles, the third baseman, is playing in. The bunt was on, pulled back, snap throw down to first, runners back. To ball to start off Carson Gunderson. Everest with two hits, Rapids with one, and the Red Raiders are trailing 1-0. See if Carson Gunderson is asked to lay down a bunt again. No, this time he's hitting and takes a strike. One and one did not square that time. Well, I mean, he's a left-handed batter. They're holding the runner on at first, which means the whole right side of the infield is open now for Carson Gunderson. So maybe that's why the strategy changed. A ball and a strike. Now he's squaring to bunt again, puts this down in front of the plate. The catcher fields and throws. The sacrifice is successful. Nick Cotter has thrown out Carson Gunderson, but with one out, the runner advances from first to second, a successful sacrifice. Brennan Huber now. Huber in conference games has a crazy high batting average. He's hitting 505. Again, the only official stats that we keep for visiting teams are their in-conference batting average. But the guy's above 50-50 at the plate. Huber grounded out his first time. Hit to the outfield would probably tie us. Righty to righty. Bounced off the plate. Slow roller to third. Wyatt Miles throws across the diamond. Got him. The runner will move from second to third base on the ground out. So for the Evergreens, there are now two outs. For Rapids, the tying run moves over to third base. Cole Laddick hit to the gap and got himself a double his first time up. Evergreens can now play the infield back. See if they can make this one nothing lead stand up. See what Cole Laddick has to say about it. First pitch to him. Curve drops in. Strike one. That may be the best off-speed pitch that Nate Langbin has thrown so far in this game. Langbin checks his sign, looks at that runner at third base. Full leg kick, coming home. Fastball is just off the outside corner, a ball and a strike. They saved the best seat in the house for me at the Rapids press box, right behind home plate, right over the home plate umpire's shoulder. So I could see how good Wyatt Miles' stuff was. Here up the third base side at Simon Field, a little bit harder to judge the corners. Checked his swing, ball gets away from Nick Cotter, but the runner from third is not coming. It's two and one now. Evergreens on a Nick Cotter RBI single have the one nothing lead that they enjoy right now. No reason for you not to be listening tonight. The Brewers are off for a traveling day after that really weird game in Cincinnati. Ground ball to the shortstop. Wiesman backhand side, long throw, got him! Chris Wiesman pretty in the field and save the Evergreens a run. A leadoff walk does not come around any further. Left at third base. Go to the bottom of the third still. D.C. Everest one, Wisconsin Rapids nothing on 93-9 the game.
everything? Yes, sir. We are so productive at work that we even have to move the broadcast. How in the world does Yellowtip recycle? They score 11 runs, and they still lose. Chatting up here how weird the Brewers game was. Welcome back as we're getting ready for the bottom of the third inning, D.C. Everest and Wisconsin Rapids. Brewers at one point were trailing that game yesterday 7-0. The ninth inning started, and the Brewers were down 14-6. They got within 14-11 in the ninth before the final out came. And Christian Yelich needed a triple. I mean, that's the hardest part of the cycle to complete. He needed a triple to get the cycle in the ninth. And you could tell as soon as the ball came off his bat, he said, I'm going for three. They can throw me out if they need to. And he got into third base safely. Number nine in the Everest batting order, Preston Miller. He was up when Nick Cotter got himself picked off at first base. So here's Preston Miller against Brayton Lewis. And the first pitch is strike one to Preston Miller. Evergreen's got a run in the second, on the bat here in the third. 0-1. Just outside, one ball and one strike. A little bit more off the plate than the first one. Evergreen's play their final regular season game on May 26th and on to postseason. Strike. I believe the seedings are May 21st, and the Evergreens play Spash on May 20th. So that game will be part of the body of work. Ball and two strikes down low in the count evens. I mean, the Evergreens, very good pitching, but they have not hit a lot. But the Evergreens are still right in the thick of the Wisconsin Valley Conference standings. On the outside corner, strike three. Preston Miller is called out. Spash, Rapids, West, and these D.C. Everest Evergreens are all in the conversation for first place in the Wisconsin Valley Conference. And the Evergreens of all four of those teams have the easiest schedule down the stretch. Kyler Soppy struck out his first time, takes a strike. Soppy's been the hottest bat in the Everest lineup. 0-1 away, one ball and one strike. Soppy hitting from the right side, inside there, two balls and a strike. Soppy, aside from a lot of hits, just seems to be on a lot. You know, the challenge to try and hit 400, he comes into the game hitting 405, is that in most games, if you lead off and you want to hit 400, you need two hits. Down low there, three balls and a strike to Soppy. So, you know, a one for three night and a walk, which is nice. That's ball four. Soppy has just walked. Your batting average goes down if your goal is to hit 400. Got to have two hit games. One out and a man on board after Soppy walked. So excellent speed up there. Noah Shimaluski walked his first time. Soppy always a threat to steal a base. Infield is wet, though, and maybe playing a little slow. The third baseman, Ashton Potter, plays in on the possibility that the Evergreens are bunting here. Throw over to first. Soppy is back. Again, this is a left-handed pitcher, so Soppy's got to be careful that he doesn't stray too far. 
Maybe because we've got a left-handed batter here, maybe that changes the thought in favor of a sacrifice. Let's see. Throw over to first again. Yeah, Rapids is thinking that the runner's going to be in motion somehow here. Hit and run, stolen base, or a sacrifice. Lewis is trying to keep Soppy close. Dirty enough that Soppy's white bottoms now muddied up. There's a strike to start off, Noah Shimaluski. It is the bottom of the third. Evergreen's leading 1-0 and looking for more. Throw over to first again. Yes, Soppy seems to be in the head right now of Braden Lewis. Tomorrow, look at that, we'll be playing baseball on Friday the 13th. Chuck throw over to first base, just back safely. Rapids first baseman Zach Schaefer kind of held that on Soppy, wondering if he was going to get a call. Five throws over to first base and only one pitch here to Shimaluski who checked his swing. Judged high for a ball. No appeal to the infield umpire. One and one. Not only did I think maybe Noah went too far, I think that pitch could have been called a strike too. So it was neither. Throw over to first. Sapi was kind of leaning and dives back. Whoever does the laundry in the Sapi house will be busy tonight. Runner is going. Pitches outside for a ball. Cannon Plowman, the catcher's throw is high. Goes into the outfield, and the runner's going to take another base. So there's a stolen base for Soppy. A throwing error on the catcher moves him over to third base, and with one out, the Evergreens got to like their chances for getting another run in here. So stolen base to allow Soppy to go to second. Throwing error to allow him to go to third. And it's two balls and one strike for Noah Shimaluski. The infield comes in. Boy, pitcher Braden Lewis needed a strike, and he got one on the outside corner, two and two. Shimaluski's got to be looking for contact here. Put the ball in play. And there is a base hit over the first baseman's head, and there we go. A two-out hit, and a run comes in. Noah Shimaluski delivers for the Evergreens, 2 nothing. Hit so hard and got out to the right fielder that I'm not sure if that runner comes around if he's at second base. Probably not. Here's Hayden Davidowski. Run is in. 2-0 Evergreens. With Shimaluski at first. Another left-handed batter. Davidowski is first ball swinging. Strike one. Davidowski bounced out to the first baseman his first time up. Three hits now for the Evergreens and two runs in. Also benefiting from a rapid error. Inside corner, strike two to Hayden Davidowski. Evergreens would feel really good about two wins over a good Rapids team. It would mean that the Evergreens would go ahead of Rapids in the postseason seedings or would get a home game if they meet again. Reaching out, swinging and missing. Davidowski was out in front of that and there's the second out. Now Brock Babish's turn. Babish flied out to right field his first time up. 
you want to relive the moments from Tuesday's game, the 10th and 11th inning, they're in the podcast section at everythingevergreens.com, 93.9thegame.com under podcasts, and at WSAU, our host station, dot com. Down low to Babish, ball one. Brock's going to need a hit today to keep his average above 300 for the season. Tie and away, two balls and no strikes. Babish earlier in the season was playing some left field for the Evergreens. But I think since the problem is with Brock's arm, I think he'll be limited, at least for the time being, to nothing but DHing. And that's high and away, three balls and no strikes. Braden Lewis in danger of losing Brock Babish. Mitch Danielski, who singled his last time up, waits on deck. Now we're going to have time and a visit to the pitcher's mound. Again, I mean, with two outs, you don't want to overthink this. Braden Lewis got to throw strikes, get an out, bring the inning to a close. I mean, the runner's only at first base, so the Evergreens have to do a little bit more to threaten to build onto their lead. Yes, a Gatorade, please. Any flavor will be fine. All right. I mean, we get concierge service up here in the press box. There are people in the suites at American Family Field who do not get better service than what we get. This conference has gone on for a little bit uh, long here. Home plate umpires ready to break it up as things break up on their own. No pitching change. Braden Lewis will stay in. Meanwhile, Brock Babish was chatting with third base coach Dave Langman and awaits a 3-0 pitch. Noah Shimaluski takes his lead at first, and there is a strike broke in on the inside corner, 3-1. Brock looking for one to drive. Hitter's spot here has the green light. It's ball four down low. Thank you very much. Red happens to be one of my favorites. First and second as the inning continues. Mitch Danielski will bat now. Lewis has three strikeouts. He has walked two. And the Evergreens are opting for a courtesy runner. Out comes Caden Kreitlow, who will run for Noah Shimaluski. Caden's such a big kid, it just sets up a bigger collision at the plate should he try and come around and score from third. The courtesy runner being logged in by our home plate umpire, and now we're ready to go. There are two outs. The Evergreens have built this lead up to 2-0. And Mitch Danielski hits with runners at first and second. Leg kick coming home, swing and a miss, one that was up high. Would have been a ball. Strike one instead. There is something else about the Everest concession stand. The cooler that's right in front of our front counter that is the iciest, coldest cooler of all time. At the knees, strike two. So when the water or the Gatorade comes out of that, it is perfectly chilled. 0-2 pitch coming here as Brayden Lewis is trying to get out of this right now. It's down low, and Danielski lays off. A ball and two strikes. Tomorrow's going to be another humid day. I don't think as warm as today. And 
tomorrow we also have a chance of thunderstorms too, but I think that will hold off till later in the evening. Ground ball to third, foul by just a foot or so. Although, you know what, no one was calling for the afternoon thunderstorms, and, and they passed so quickly today. I mean, it rained for 10 minutes or so. Came down heavily, though. Back at the plate, it's a ball and two strikes to Mitch Danielski. Braden Lewis looks back at that runner at second. He is coming home. Curveball bounced up the third base line again, and again, just foul. Just foul. Hmm. Put that into the left field corner. The Evergreens will get one run for, for sure and maybe another. So Mitch Danielski is fouled off two in just about the same spot. Three hits for the Evergreens. This one is popped up, foul ground, out of play. So Danielski will see another. He's been kind of a tough customer in this at-bat, which you like to see. And the Evergreens have not hit a lot this year as a team, so you'd like to see the tough at-bats, too. You just don't go easily. This ball is hit to the left side. Foul. It's the third hit ball in this at-bat, where Danielski has looked like he's ticketed something for the left field corner. And straighten out and put something in play. One and two. Curve. Hit him. Hit him. The bases are loaded. That was the slowest of curves. I'm not sure that that particularly hurt. Mitch Danielski, as a hit batter, has now loaded the bases for Chris Wiesman. That's the courtesy runner, Caden Kreitlow at third. Brock Babish is at second, and Mitch Danielski is at first for Chris Wiesman. Nowhere to put him. First pitch, he's first ball swinging. It's a fly ball to right field. Right fielder's going back. Well, you know what? It looked like he stumbled a minute. He recovers, and Cole Laddick has made the catch. The Evergreens leave the bases full. One run comes in, and our new score at the end of three. It's now D.C. Everett's two, Wisconsin Rapids nothing on 93-9 the game. One run, one hit, one error, three left. 